0: You know, I was sitting here in the brew house, trying to think of an uh, uh, episode to do, having a cold one, kind of, you know, just thinking. And uh, I got to thinking about when I got started in tech. I've been in tech now for a long time. Um, In fact, you could say I started in tech in 2014, or 2014, 1990, uh would have been 96, I'd have been 14 years old. My dad was, you know, he'd drive me to people from the church's house and I would fix computers. And my love of computers came from playing games. And I don't even play games anymore. The, the fun for me was, is I would get a PC Gamer magazine. Uh, it would come with all of the demo games. And I had an old 486 SX-25 Packard Bell. And and I had hard. They didn't have enough room for the all the IDE hard drives, so I had literally had the top off and disks hanging out the side, and CD-ROM drives, and the whole works, even a burner. Yeah, I was high class. But uh, you know, the people from church heard about me, and so they would call me to their house, and Dad would come over, kind of just chat with them while I would fix whatever their computer problems were. But You know, unfortunately, an anecdotal this is how I got started in tech. And driving around to people's houses at church probably doesn't actually end up with a career. So now I am an owner of a MSP, a fairly successful local MSP. I've traveled all over the world uh, in tech, and I don't have a college degree. In fact, uh, I, I went to college for. Right at two years, I, I changed school So I went to school in Sioux Falls at Southeast Tech, and uh, I started dating my wife, and she lived in Mankato, or went to school in Mankato. So I ended up moving to Mankato, and I spent a year at South Central Tech in their network administration program, and none of my credits would transfer over. It was ridiculous. So uh, basically, I was starting over again, which was fine, because she had three years left of school. And I would have had two, and so it would, have, it would have lined up perfectly. What happened was, is my future father-in-law sent me a message, says, hey, a local MSP is hiring. Uh, if you're interested, you should apply. They're a successful MSP. I said, okay, you know what, I will. So I applied. I uh, ended up going to Canada with my friends. And uh, so and back then, having a cell phone that worked, in a different country was very complicated they just didn't work like they do now or if they did it would cost a lot of money so me and my friends we shut our cell phones off the old nokia brick phones Crossed the border had our good time in winnipeg and whatever came back across the border turned my phone back on we're in lake of the woods minnesota so i was roaming so i couldn't make the call i ended up uh, finding a pay phone at a, at a campground and i and i called i called this msp and i said yeah, you know, I'd like to interview or whatever and drove down and interviewed with him and he offered me a job. So I told my girlfriend, fiance at that time, I said, Hey, I'm moving to, uh, back, back to where you're from to work for this MSP. And, uh, I'm going to drop out of school. And so I went to talk to my advisor at the school. I said, Hey, you know, I got this job and it happens to be in the field that I want to be in. And I can do it without having to go through any more school. And uh, my, my advisor's name was also John, and I'll never forget what he said to me. He goes, John, going to school is a waste of your time. You're doing the world a disservice by sitting in class and learning things you already know. Now I took that as a huge compliment. I didn't think he was right, but I took it as a huge compliment and I left. And um, I got sat down at my first job and I got asked, can I program <laughs> with very minimal college experience, very minimal programming experience. I of course said yes. Oh, I always say yes. And my very first project thinking I was going to go work for a computer company doing computer networking was a program to put into hog barns to track bin levels, hogs in and out, uh, the earpieces, like all of the th- all all things hog. Water usage, they had modems in them so they could dial back every night and report the data. Like, talk about getting something falling in your lap and it had to be a GUI and I had to design the, the operating systems. We used Linux, but I had to design it so it was simple to use for the farmers in the, in the, in the, in the barns, because they're used to, you know, the push button controls. Well, now they've got a keyboard and a mouse to, to do, do bin levels and all these other things. (laughs) So from there I made connections and I've learned if you're interested at all in the tech business, the biggest thing, and I'm sure this is true in other businesses too. The biggest thing you can do is make connections, talk to people in the industry. If you're interested in the industry, and it's say you're in college, and so you say you figured out a way to pay for school and maybe you don't have to work. I always had to work, but uh, I worked at uh, when I left the uh, when I left M- Mankato, I had two jobs I was working at Computer Renaissance, and then I was also working at um, Nicolet community Schools for the network administrator there and uh, the, the, they were both good jobs, and the network administrator Nicolet kind of let me do my own thing like he's just like, it seems like you know what you're doing. Uh, if you need any help, let me know. And he ran his couple of classes and, you know, drank coffee in the teacher's lounge, I assume. I never went in the teacher's lounge. I, n- I never felt qualified enough to go into the teacher's lounge. And I wrote a couple of programs in the school there, one called um, Expos ChangeO. This was a program that, uh, so back in the day, Mac OS 9 and uh, Mac OS 10 was just out. So some of the programs only ran in Mac OS 9. And I think one of them was Photoshop. And so these computers and the computer, but then some of the good stuff ran in OS 10. So the students needed a way to switch back from. They could they could switch from nine to ten, but they couldn't switch from ten to nine. And this was before Rosetta. I think that, yeah, Rosetta, the emulator. Um, so I created a program called Expose Chango that allowed and it ran in obviously on uh, on the BSD or the Unix on the. Max and it allowed the students and it was a terrible program full of bugs and vulnerabilities, but it allowed the students to execute one command as Root and it did it through a pipe. So Root started a pipe And it allowed the students to execute the restart an OS 9 command And it worked and uh, I did that and then I came up with a system to this is this was like again right at the beginning of OS 9 so update updating The OS was hard. It wasn't so dependent on the internet. So I actually wrote a, another program that managed the updates for, um, window or Mac OS 10. It would, it could push it to all the machines and they could update. So I could update an entire lab by flipping a switch (laughs) and, uh, did that all on a, on a Pentium 75 Linux machine. When, uh, when we were updating the lab, it, uh, it really, it really killed that machine, but it worked. Um, but, you know, the, the moral of the story is, is I always would know people in the business because once you start to meet people, you end up meeting more people. I'm not a conference guy. I've been to DEF CON once. I been to the the teacher uh, meetup down in Des Moines, the big, um, I, I forget what it's called. I've been down there once as a, once as somebody who worked at a school and again, as somebody who was a vendor. And I just, I'm not a conference person talking to people is not my thing. I'm not, it's not my favorite thing in the world. Um, but if you can get over that hurdle, find somebody in the tech industry that will trust you say, Hey, do you guys ever, you know, pull, like if we say it's a school and say, Hey, do you guys ever pull cable and stuff in the summer? Do you ever need help? And, uh, somebody will, if you're talking to the network administrator, somebody will probably say, yeah, yeah, of course. Now, I'm not suggesting doing it for free. Say, you know, if you need an extra hand or you need an extra help, a little bit of help, let me come and help. Um, As an MSP, we have kids that are 14, 15 years old pulling wire for us. It's, you know, some of them are interested in computers and some of them aren't, some of them's just a job, but the ones that are interested in computers they're going to get the ability to learn more. And the thing that if you look at almost any computer job out there, what you'll find is uh, it'll always be a, a bachelor's or a master's or equivalent experience. That's the beauty about computers is the people that are hiring for the computer jobs know that a lot of the people didn't go to school. And in fact, at my MSP, I don't actually look at schooling it's not important to me when I when I interview you and when I talk to you to come work for my company my question is passion when when you're at when you're at the job when you're at work what's your passion level gonna be because if you're passionate about what you're doing you're you're going to do well and you're gonna be able to move on and you're gonna be able to move up don't think of it as if you don't go to four years at school you won't make as much money. The way you should think of it is, if I spend four years in the field, by the time those people are graduating, probably have debt, you'll have, probably have no debt if you've done well with your money. Uh, you know, don't go out and waste it on the weekends. You'll, you'll, have a, you'll have a solid job and you'll be moving up in your career field. And the, the cool thing is, especially when you're young, and you don't have a family, you don't have kids is, your evenings are your time the way i spent my evenings was creating new things i created a thing it's not the same anymore but back in the day it it was called thinix and um it was uh, a PXE environment for linux which obviously is not a new thing but it was it was geared towards um taking very old computers that were we took a very large manufacturing company in the area and we converted all of their machines with a $10 nick. I mean, they were talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars to replace all these machines. And in my evening, I was interested in Thinix, or interested in, in thin clients. And so I was building this. I was ta- I was taking the binaries from Slackware and um, building my own uh, Slackware and uh, uh, UC and um, BusyBox and uh, building my own client. We had Pearl in there, we had X Xorg our desktop, and it took this this job down from a multi hundred thousand dollar project to right around fifty thousand dollars, including the time. We put ten thousand dollar or ten thousand ten dollar Nick cards in each one of these machines on the plant floor because that had to support PXE booting. And and then we we had we put in three servers um, there were there nice servers, Dell, or uh, no HP DL three eighties. It was this was a long time ago. It was Windows two thousand and three, I believe, and we invent we invented like a uh, a platform that let you uh, manage the systems through a web page um, in the in your own network. It wasn't like cloud based or anything like that. And but but that's what I did in my evenings. I didn't sit there and watch TV. I went downstairs in my basement because my wife was still in college. I'd call her on the phone at 9, but, but from when I got home at 5.30 until 9, mow the lawn, cook supper, and go hack in the lab. And it shows when you do that. My next my next thing I got into is asterisk and telephone. I mean, telephony was awesome. And it turned out to be a good thing. I lost my dad when I was, um, well, in 2005. And uh, one of the projects I was working on um, right before I got married and then up to this day is telephony. And I got way into learning asterisk, learning about SIP. And uh we ended up my dad lived in George and he had just gotten wireless internet. It was always dial up the whole time I was out there. And uh he got wireless and so I'm like, Dad, we gotta try this VoIP thing out. And man, I spent hours talking to him on the phone trying to tweak the settings so the calls sound sounded crystal clear. He had a client on his computer. I had a stream phone, and actually, it turned out to be a really good thing. But because he passed away, and we spent all that time talking to each other, even if it was about you know the VoIP phone and how the quality was and all that kind of stuff, it was still it was it was nice. I, I you know I talked to my dad growing up, but I didn't really like sit there and chat with him. So it was nice to learn telephone for that but then uh, you know we obviously started a huge conferencing company telephone conferencing company that spanned the globe and whatever um wrote our own conferencing software all of that but the way i got into the telephony business was i met somebody at the telephone company when i was running or when i worked for the msp and it was just the person that I knew helped me move up. So if you're interested in something in tech, I think that the first thing you should do is find something in the area. And I would say an MSP, because MSPs are are, are probably going to be the people that are most likely to say, if you walk to them and say, hey, I'm looking for something to do, even if it's clean the toilet, no matter what it is, I'm interested in tech, I'd like to come in here, sit around with people that are like-minded, you know, when it's a company-wide meeting, even though I just got done sweeping the shop floor, I still get to sit in the company-wide meeting and learn what's going on. If I have a tech question or a tech idea, I can work with one of the techs or the owner, and I can say, you know, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think about this? And eventually, you'll be moved into that role. It's not, especially when your expenses are low, Take the time to learn from the mentors. That's what got me to where I am today. Uh, And I think that, and I I still continue to do that. I I still have mentors in all the different businesses that I, that in all the different computer industry stuff that I'm interested in, there are people that I call and I talk to um, to get help and advice. The same as people that call me for help and advice. These are the people that have the best contacts. And sometimes they'll call you up on the phone and say, hey, John, do you know anybody that wants to go Work at XYZ or do XYZ. And then if somebody's talked to me, I might say, well, yeah, Joe Blow is interested in doing something like that. Because in the tech business, you know, that's what we do. And I'm, I'm assuming other businesses are the same way. When it comes to finding somebody or needing help, the best thing you can do is ask somebody who's in the same industry, as long as it's not like trade secreted or something. But I was just like I say, I was just, I was watching the DB Cooper show on, on Netflix. It's okay. But, uh, and I, and I got to thinking about the beginnings of tech and how I learned what I learned and how I got where I got and how I did it without a college degree and how I still think it's possible to do without a college degree because I still hire, I hire people, irregardless of college, especially for roles that don't require college and I'm not knocking college my wife is a college graduate. She's a, she's a four year RN and you know, that's, I helped her, helped, helped. I held the flashcards while she was learning the different drugs. So, I mean, luckily I didn't get used as a pincushion for practicing shots because I don't like shots. But anyways, that's, that's, that's all I really wanted for this episode. Um, just to kind of chat about jobs and the industry and, what you could do to actually be, if you want to be in the tech industry, this is what you do. You, It's about networking. Sure, you can get a job by looking in the paper or going on Indeed or whatever and going through the interview process and do all that. And some of the jobs that's required, if you want government work, you might, somebody from the government might say, hey, we're hiring this, but there's no shortcut to get into the, The CEO right the guy who's gonna hire you Uh, smaller businesses it is and I think you know for as far as the government goes if you want a government job jump through the hoops do all that it's probably worth it I'm guessing the retirement is epic if you can stick with it but networking you know putting yourself out there never offer to work for free I would never condone say hey I want to come pull cable and I want to do it for free no don't do that but also don't be unrealistic in your in your ask when they say well how much do you think you need to do that you say i would say well how much are you paying your other low level techs that pull wire you know the techs that pull wire no, it's, they're not low level because they pull wire this is you know it's not like an electrician where we pull low voltage wire it's a little different, but it is, you know, there is skill involved with making ends and all that kind of stuff. But how much do you pay your, let's say tier one techs, uh, to pull wire or do any of that and say, I want something close to that, but I'll work hard and I will pull the wire and I will do what you ask. When you ask, I'll put my input in when you want it, but I'm not, you know, I want to be in this business. And I want to, and I want to earn my way into this business. And I think that almost any MSP, which which can grow into jobs working for the school, I I worked for um, two different school districts without a college degree. Um, as as well, the first one I wasn't head IT, but the second one I was head IT. Uh, I ran the show, and I didn't have a college degree. I didn't tout that when I was in school. Cause you probably shouldn't do that. Well, anyways, I just want to say there's a lot of different jobs in tech and there's a lot of different ways you can go if you're interested in cybersecurity, if you're interested in, I mean, I had a friend and I had a friend in my first year of college, his whole thing was all he wanted to do was pull wire. I'm cool with that. There's a lot of money in pulling wire. Um, If you're interested in, let's say, networking, like programming, ethernet switches, programming um, firewalls and routers. Sometimes you can even go to MSPs and say, hey, what do you got in old stock that I could maybe look at and play with? Sure, the, the firmware might be old and it might be an outdated CLI or it might be you know, something that's end-of-life, but who cares? Sometimes just the fundamentals is all that matters. And with, the, with YouTube and um, Udemy and all these different, some free resources, you can probably figure out how to do these things better than i could back in the day i mean mine was had to go to the barnes and nobles or the walden books to the very limited computer section the geek books and uh pull one off the shelf and either buy it or if you were like me a broke hog farmer growing up uh bring a notepad and write stuff down put it back on the shelf and uh <laughs> go home and now you know how to terminate a serial, serial adapter or a cat five end. So anyways, that's all I have for today. Uh I hope you have a good day and uh catch you on the next one.